Hi, girlfriend. Hi, boyfriend. Mm. And all of you. It is November 1st. Our friends. Can you believe it's already November? Kind of and kind of not. This year's been, like, ridiculous. <laughs> it seems eternal, but also, like, it's zooming by at the same time. Yeah, I know. And part of that is just, like, the way life feels now that I'm old. And part <laughs> of that is because this year is ridiculous. Yeah. This year has been marked with so few, like, memories or, like, milestones or just things happening. A lot of, like, big bad world things yeah. or like country things but very few small joyful things which is what usually gets you through the big bad world things right so it's a little difficult um but like this is kind of an exciting time because tomorrow is your birthday <laughs> which yes. is exciting i'm less excited about it this year <laughs> than i usually i think am. everyone's birthday was just a bit lamer than it was last time yeah Oh, God. <laughs> That's how excited I am. Yeah, right. Um, Well, it. the thing is, like, I'm in my 30s. If I don't get to have, like, a super fun birthday the way I would like to, I can deal with it. Like, mm -hmm. I feel bad for little kids who maybe don't have a full bearing on the situation or understand why they have to cancel their birthday party. Yeah, right. I don't know. Like, if you're a parent right now and your kid's birthday <clears throat> comes around, what do you do? A lot of people still have them. Just have parties. Yeah. I remember uh, it was like April Catch or COVID, something. Catch COVID, I guess, is the answer. It was like around April. I remember driving down like uh, Shields Road and there's just this big sign in balloons and like 30 people in someone's front yard. And I'm like, no, no. <laughs> what are you doing? Yeah. Um, I don't know. God, it's so hard not to just think only about like this is the shittiest week, right? Like the, the last couple of weeks. Before an election in COVID year where the weather sucks and like this is easily the crappiest two weeks. Dave, my birthday is always on or very close to election day. <laughs> There's no escaping it. This like, is when they do elections. So every year it's worse on on the big years. Right. The election like the presidential election years are rough. I'm sure. Yeah. Because it's like. Congratulations. Upheaval. Yeah, right. <laughs> but which which shit sandwich do you prefer? Yeah. But, um, you know, it's not all about me. It's just mostly about me and I can do. I think it's I think it's about you. <laughs> nah. Yeah. Um, or at least we're going to make tomorrow as much about you and fun as possible, considering I have to work is that everything. Right. Yeah. Yeah, you do have to work, too. Yeah. It's going to be fun. <sighs> That's okay, because that gives me a little extra time to finish out your birthday stuff. Okay. I still don't know what to... I, I'm so bad at your birthday. I like whatever you give me. <laughs> I shrugged and realized that you can't hear that on a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, shrugs audibly. <laughs> um, I like that joke. Um, I did want to talk about something that happened recently that... I was really proud of someone in my life for. I told you this story. Dave. Oh, is this your grandpa's story? Yeah. Oh, this is awesome. Yeah, this should definitely be recorded on the podcast. So, um, my my grandma checks in with my grandparents frequently and and makes sure they're doing okay. Your and, mom. 
Yes. Did I say my grandma? Yes. My mom checks in with my, my grandma just checks in with herself. <laughs> my grandpa. How am I doing? How are we doing? Fine. Thanks. <laughs> and we just abandoned them to fend for themselves. Um, <laughs> no, my mom uh, checks in with them frequently. Yeah. As does my aunt. And um, she like brings groceries or brings food sometimes and just like hangs out, makes sure everything's going okay. And she went over on Friday and she had talked to you before she went over because she was dropping something off for us. Right. And then she texted me and said, I have a story. I have to tell you something. And I was like, oh, no. Like she knew that I wasn't going to be home quite yet. And when she asked if I was home yet and told me she has a story, now I'm like worried. Yeah, she like, was just with my grandparents. Yeah. So. I call her on my way home and she's like, were you in Pennsylvania at all today? And I was like, <laughs> no, I've been at work all day. And she's like, okay, yeah, well, I didn't think so. And she tells me that my grandpa had asked her if I had been in Pennsylvania because he had gotten a call from someone who called him grandpa and said it was Christy and that she was in Pennsylvania for some kind of gathering which i it's a pandemic <laughs> right not something you do <laughs> right and uh that i'd gotten into some kind of trouble and i needed help and and whatnot and i feel like these scams are everyone has heard of these scams and they usually target older people it's very easy to prey on the elderly unfortunately <clears throat> and and what they hope to do is stir them into a panic and so they don't think critically about the things they're being told. Right. So hearing, hi, Grandpa, it's me, and I need help, and blah, like, it just kind of panics you. And, of course, if you're a loving grandparent like mine are, and like so many are, they're going to, like, be concerned and want to help right away. Um, but luckily... True crime runs thick in this family. <laughs> and so there's a maybe a little level of skepticism in my grandparents that it, it yeah. was able to poke through the, the little bit of panic. And I don't even know how because I don't even think it would have been my first thought. Yeah. But my grandpa's first thought when he started realizing, like, it kind of sounded like me, but they had, like, maybe a little bit of an accent and it just sounded weird. And so his first thought was to go, what's your boyfriend's name? Yeah. And she didn't answer. She talked. She kept talking and talked around it. And he goes, okay, what's your boyfriend's name? And she still didn't answer him. And so he hung up the phone, pretty sure that it was a scam. But then when my mom came by, he's like, best to make sure mm -hmm. <laughs> that my granddaughter isn't in a jail in Pennsylvania. <laughs> um, oh, wait. So the the story was jail? I think so. Uh, I've gotten into trouble. I was arrested at a gathering in Pennsylvania. <laughs> right. The gathering of the Juggalos. <laughs> 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 Whenever I think of gathering, well, that's I was, what I think of. I was clowning, obviously. <laughs> and uh, you, got know, into a, you know me, a Grandpa. Spot. I'm I'm down to clown till I'm dead in the ground. <laughs> So that's what I was doing. I was whoop whooping about my own business <laughs> when I was apprehended by the police. Uh, that's so silly. Um, yeah. So 
I was just so proud of him that he yeah, me thought too. to ask something like that. I told my coworkers too, and they were like, "That's really smart." I was like, "I know." Yeah, well, it's incredibly smart. The unfortunate reality, and like, <clears throat> obviously, like very proud of him. But the unfortunate reality is that very, very often, and I've known you know people you know personally who have fallen prey to some scam or that another. scam or similar or like other scams. I, I think I told you a long while ago, we probably talked about it on this podcast, where so. my grandpa got a call from Microsoft about yeah. how his OS was going to expire. Yeah, and their scam attempt was only thwarted because your they mom and grandpa couldn't log in, yeah. and so the person got frustrated and hung up. Yeah, they like actually called at the best possible time, which was a time they had forgotten the password or got the password wrong or something like that. Yeah. had the, And it was written on a piece of paper that was taped to the laptop. But they were using the wrong password. So funny. So it's like only by the <laughs> graceful forgetfulness did they not get scammed. Um, it happens a lot. It happens it's, a lot. It's not to say you're not smart if you get scammed. It's just that to have the wherewithal in the moment when someone's intentionally working you up. Yeah, you have to be very quicker than average to thwart these things because they work. They, they, I mean, they, they do this because it works. I got something spicy in my eye. What? I must have had like hot sauce or something on my hand from earlier. You just touch your and eyeball. I think with I hot put sauce. it in my eye. <laughs> It's okay. We're going to carry on. Uh, I had something I wanted to talk about. but I... Was it the hot sauce in my eye? No. Okay. <laughs> do you want to talk about that some more? No, I'm fine. <laughs> carry on. You do not look fine. <laughs> Keep going. What did you want to talk about? You do like a crazy look. Okay. <laughs> I wanted to talk about the, the, um, the emails I had to unsubscribe out of during this last shitty two weeks. You know what? Of, I'm of not fine. I need to put milk in my eye. Are I'll be serious? right back. Okay. All right, we'll take a break. <laughs> and we're back. We're back. I'm fine. Crisis averted. My eye is burning much less now. <laughs> Do you just have like a little dabby of milk to put I, on your eye? I have a milk-soaked paper towel to dab-dab if I shall need to dab-dab. Okay. But yes, I've put milk in my eye. <laughs> I don't even know what you would have touched that was that hot. Because, I mean, like we did admittedly have like our sriracha honey <laughs> uh, pan or uh, waffles, chicken and yeah. waffles this morning. Um, I'm wondering if maybe I just got like a touch of that maybe. on my finger or something. Yeah. Anyway, <sighs> uh, I wanted to talk about the series of horrible emails that, that <laughs> I've been getting that were like so bad and so obnoxious. Um, cause you know, like during a presidential election year, obviously if you, if you've ever made the mistake <clears throat> of giving anyone money on record ever, ever in your life, they will, they will hound you. Um, so, you know, I, it got to the point where I was getting, so I, I, I don't think it's like a big secret that we're like liberal people. Right. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, if you hadn't guessed, then right. you're not listening. <laughs> um, and also you probably don't think that critically cause we're pretty obvious about it. So why do you even like this podcast? <laughs> why do you like us? <laughs> what are you doing here? Um, uh, no. Anyway. So, uh, I, I was getting like 10 emails a day. From Stop Republicans, which I don't know who funds them or who they are, really. I know that years ago I gave to the DNC during the Obama years. And I think this is how everybody in the world got my they email address. They sold your email to everybody. Big time. So, uh, <laughs> so we, I started getting like every couple of hours, even overnight, in the middle of the night, three in the morning, five in the morning. Like 
I'm not reading my email. Like, why are you sending me emails at this time? So they the, the it was between them and e- emails from the Jamie Harrison campaign, who is running against Lindsey Graham mm-hmm. right now in uh, South Carolina. Right. Yeah. And the 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 subject lines were increasingly like insane, like big, giant tears was one of them. Leroy, come here. Come on. Leave your brother alone. Come on. Um. Big, giant, painful tears. Yeah, pain, the painful part bothers me. <laughs> yeah, like, like, getting, like emails like, you know, we are literally crying right now because right, Biden like, is behind two here's points. The thing. Or, or, you know. I've been on a few crying jags. Yeah. I wouldn't ever call them painful. So Big, like, why painful tears. are they so painful? Yeah, well, unless you stick a, a finger full of hot sauce in your eye. True. Those are painful tears. Right. Now, if they said we're pouring hot sauce in our eyes <laughs> because you're not giving us enough money and now we're crying big, painful tears, I would understand. I would say pics or it didn't happen. Uh, yeah, I want to see pics. Um, but uh, and I'm just looking at a row of tiny Tabasco bottles thinking <laughs> that's the perfect vehicle. In our eyes. In, <laughs> in our, our eyes. eyes. <laughs> <laughs> Weird. Um so, yeah, I started getting insane emails like that. And then the one that tipped me off and it made me laugh so much was this this email about Joe Biden is behind two points in Pennsylvania, according to their polling, which mm-hmm. setting aside the fact that that isn't really consistent with what all the rest of the polling says. And I would imagine they kind of cherry picked a result that would you know, allow them to email people like this. You know? Yeah. Um, the email content said. Joe Biden is behind, you know, cash end points in Pennsylvania. Unless you donate now, we're going to have to abandon Joe Biden in Pennsylvania. And I just kept thinking, are they literally going to kick him <laughs> off a bus? Yeah, that's what it sounded like to us. It's like they're just going to leave Joe Biden in Pennsylvania. Right. Are they just going to, like, toss him out of a Jeep in the middle of a cornfield somewhere and then we never see Joe Biden again. <laughs> so then this spurred yeah. what I did not know was going to happen. What's that? The 2020 has brought us <laughs> donation email fan fiction. Oh, yeah, right. From the minds and hearts of Goose Chase podcast. Yeah, you wrote a beautiful piece of fiction. Yeah, I, I wrote a text to our friends about uh, our friend Mel, who's been on the podcast, mentioned... Uh, just like envisioning uh, Joe Biden leaving the Seven Eleven with like his snacks and everything and realizing that like everyone has left him. Yeah. And so I wrote a little piece of fan fiction about yeah. that basically, which was just that it was him <laughs> with like a, a make like our it. toilet clean again hat. <laughs> it looks like a Trump hat, but it says make our toilets clean again. I don't know why. It's just what In it gas says. Station bathroom. Yeah. And, um, like some silly sunglasses. It's big aviators. Yeah, and uh, <clears throat> a bunch of snacks. I specifically said including nachos with that like bad plasticky cheese. <laughs> <laughs> he's got those. So he walks out and and he's looking for the car, <laughs> and it goes. But wait. Yeah, wasn't the wasn't the car over there by that broken down Buick? <laughs> Beat up Buick, I think is the phrase I used. And he realizes he's, he's been left behind. He's been left. And then the voiceover comes in and says, Don't let this happen. <laughs> We're crying big, hard, painful tears. <laughs> the notion of Joe Biden just like 
kicking up dust, setting oh, up yeah. some th- long roadway. I think he said, oh, man, not again. I think that's a- <laughs> what so I wrote. We're going to be forced to spin Biden <laughs> three times and push him into a field. I like the idea that this just keeps happening to him. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, not again. <laughs> Stop Republicans is going to abandon Joe Biden in Pennsylvania. I also, know it's, maybe it's only this funny to us, but I just could not. I also, could not stop it's laughing. the fact that it's like such a desperate money grab attempt because you got this like a week away yeah. from Election Day. A lot of up. people have voted early and like you're not it's not like he's. Now is the time when he's like doing rallies and stuff. Like yeah. it's a week away. Right. You're not abandoning him in Pennsylvania. Like right. There's th- still this is running its course despite you, right whoever now, you are. I think he's got like five rallies planned today in Pennsylvania. Meanwhile, Trump has five rallies planned in five different states across the Midwest. Both of them are like going everywhere <laughs> frantically. Obama's out surrogating, you know, for Biden and they're doing like rallies at like drive-in theaters where people are in their cars honking, you know, like at least the the Democrats are right. So, I mean, there's plenty of activity. Joe Biden is not going to be abandoned anywhere. So anyway, the point is I sent them an unsubscribe telling them your emails are fucking awful. (laughs) Like I hate it and it's designed to stress me out and I don't want it. And you should really rethink this because it's terrible. It's just yeah. so off-putting. Um, it was very off-putting. So but also anyway. very funny, so I guess thanks to them for that. Yes, thank you for the image of, like, Joe Biden with his thumb out <laughs> trying to hitch a way back to Delaware. <laughs> 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 That's it's, so funny. It's just so goofy. Um, anyway, did we have more? I don't think so. I don't have anything written down. Okay, well... Then why don't we uh, why don't we be economical with our time here? All right, and move right on to a game. A game you say? A game I dare say. Is this a special birthday game? It's a special birthday game for Crazy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it I'm so is. It is a semi spoopy edition. Ooh. Of trues and fnoo. You mean to tell me? You mean to tell me? You mean to tell me why you wouldn't happen to me? It's time for trues and fnoo. Time to play trues and fnoo. Everyone's playing. Everyone's playing a famous game. Famous game, the game that's taking the internet by storm. A Merv Griffin production. This is that's perfect. This is a semi spoopy episode. Well, you know, even though uh, Halloween is one day behind us, it still feels like uh, we're in the Halloween season, Halloween spirit, Halloween year. <laughs> right. <laughs> Perpetual <laughs> Halloween existence. We are living inside a uh, full year of Halloween. Uh, mm. So may as well. Uh, R.L. Stein wrote this year and <laughs> I just have a word for him. Edit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You don't have to make everything bad. Not happen. everything bad has to happen in one year. Just focus on a couple of scary Just things. Just like the pandemic was enough, man. Yeah, we don't need like, you know, like uh, race I'll riots and bad economy. Baby, and, and baby, far be it for me to tell you esteemed writer Arl Stein how to do your job. But I just think baby. we're stretching a little too much. Just focus <laughs> on one thing and one or two small subplots. We don't need the murder hornets and the corona. <laughs> virus and, and a fires. big election year and 
on the what? It's just too much, sweetie, collapse, baby, honey. Potential war with China. You know all the good it's things. It's just too much. Pick one. <sighs> <laughs> baby. Baby. Uh, all right. You ready? Yes. All right. Wait. I got to describe the game. <clears throat> yes. Do you want to know what the game is? <laughs> yes. Truth and Views is game. Is game. Is game. Truth and Views is game. Truth and Views is game. There is three news. Uh, one is false news. You decide when you hear news, which is truth or news. That was perfectly clear. No further yes. explanation needed. Let's get these headlines. Yes, yes. Let's let this Duh, play the drop game. Drop the accent. <laughs> Number one. No, I'm not going to do it. Um, all right. Number one. State troopers in Nebraska responding to reports of a dead bear on a state route were alarmed and horrified when they arrived at what turned out to be a large rock covered with tens of thousands of wolf spiders. Ugh. Don't like that. Number two. <clears throat> in a farmhouse in Montpellier, Vermont, a family is recovering after finding a man had been living in their attic and walls for several weeks. The man, previously charged, charged with arson, had escaped police custody at a rest stop en route to jail for trial. These are just terrifying. Number three. In the week before Halloween, a homeowner in Richmond, Texas, attracted national attention and support over her battle with her homeowners association, which has demanded she take down her yard decorations of pole dancing skeletons. <laughs> Less scary. Okay, I think all of these are real. <laughs> uh, I'll read them again for you. Yes. Okay. Number one, state troopers in Nebraska responding to reports of a dead bear on a state route were alarmed and horrified when they arrived at what turned out to be a large rock covered with tens of thousands of wolf spiders. Number two, in a farmhouse in Montpellier, Vermont, a family is recovering after finding a man had been living in their attic and walls for several weeks. The man, previously charged with arson, had escaped police custody at a rest stop en route to jail for trial. Number three. In the week before Halloween, a homeowner <clears throat> excuse me, in Richmond, Texas, attracted national attention and support over her battle with her homeowners association, which has demanded she take down her yard decorations of pole dancing skeletons. Again, I still think all of these are good. <laughs> all right. Yeah, what do you got? <clears throat> I have the first one I just called the Bear Rock. Woo! <laughs> okay, pretty good. <laughs> um, I dislike that. I dislike all those spiders <laughs> on that big rock. Tens of thousands. Mm-mm-mm-mm. It's a lot of spiders. You said wolf spiders? Wolf spiders. Hmm. Where was it? Uh, it was in Nebraska. Hmm. Okay. Second one I have. <laughs> that wasn't a meaningful. Okay. I was just saying. Okay. I was like, I'm like, what is she? Is she mm, uh, Nebraska wolf spiders? I don't know. I don't not think they're it. native to Nebraska, buddy. I know kind of a lot about the, uh, <laughs> the, the migratory spider. patterns of the wolf spider. <laughs> uh, number two, escaped convict in your attic. Still less terrifying than the movie Flowers in the Attic. Oh, I don't know what that is. You don't need to. <laughs> now, okay. It's uh, V.C. Andrews, I think, is the author. And then it was turned into a movie. And it's uh, just a really horrible story oh. about uh, incest and abuse and all kinds of great things. Oh, feel good movie of the year. Yep. <clears throat> 
third one. Get that bag of bones off that pole. <laughs> Get that bag of bones. Get that bag of bones. Get that bag of bones off Get that pole. Get it off that pole. Get it off Get there. Get that out your front yard. This <laughs> is how the homeowners association talks. Th- them's is indecent pelvises. <sighs> well, what do you got? I don't know. I think they're all real. <laughs> the thing is, they might be. I try, you know, obviously to make stuff up that I think might not actually have happened because it would feel like cheating. But right. it could have. They could have all happened. I'm going to go with the Homeowners Association in the skeletons um, on a stripper pole because the- this this seems like. What happens <laughs> when someone moves in somewhere with the homeowners association and they put out like normal decorations and yeah. then homeowners association takes issues and so it just escalates and escalates and escalates. Yeah, like I'm just gonna make this more and more of a pain in the ass because you can't make me. Yeah, and also I want it to be true. I want to see those decorations. You gotta tell you, you got it. Really? You got was, it. Was it a t- one of the twelve foot skeletons? <laughs> no, it's, I, it was hard. <laughs> it was hard to tell by the pictures what the scale is. Yeah. But this person, so initially they put up, they had just like different skeletons arranged in different positions spooky, throughout the year, right? Scary. Yeah, spooky, scary. Um, <laughs> That's a reference to Drew. Yeah. He once forgot the word skeletons. <laughs> yeah, like you gotta say the full phrase: spooky, scary skeletons. But she kept spooky, going spooky, scary. scary. <laughs> that was so funny um, But yeah, no, so these uh, these homeowners had been arranging <clears throat> skeletons In like fun little dioramas and arrangements and stuff, right? And then this was the one that pissed off the homeowners association Because they had skeletons with their legs up and their arms <laughs> back And like hanging off the pole and all that And, and you know, like sort of like a glitzy backdrops and stuff That's so funny And the homeowners association insisted that they take them down And so... This this woman had shared them on Facebook and had so much support. Initially, she was just like, "Yeah, I'm fine. I'll take them down. I get it. Whatever." But so many people got a were kick like out of outraged them. Outraged for yeah. her. Yeah, they were all just like, "No, this is fun." And there's ske- there's nothing indecent about a skeleton. It doesn't have genitals. <laughs> right. They've rotted off by now, Janice. Yeah, skeletons are to some degree sexless. You know, not exactly, but kind of. They don't, you know, they don't, they're not indecent. It's not, it's not like waggling in your face right. is what we're saying. Yes. So anyway, she decided, <clears throat> eh, you know what? No, I'm keeping it up. I don't know if she changed her <laughs> mind and now it's after Halloween. So I guess it kind of doesn't matter. But uh, that's a true story. Uh, I'm very glad I won. Yeah, you did great. This is the best birthday gift. <laughs> Pole dancing skeletons or winning or both? Both. Yeah. I feel like I haven't won one in a while. I needed a win, David. You just needed a win. <laughs> also, you're wearing the Skip Ad shirt again, and it just reminded me of, <laughs> yeah. um, we went to see Dave's mom for my birthday yesterday, and he had the Skip Ad shirt on, and it's like the Netflix or the YouTube Skip Ad It's like a square button that says Skip Ad with a little arrow at the right. (laughs) And it happened, like, what, no fewer than, like, three times? It was, it ended up being four, I think, where, like... Like, someone would be like, oh, I like your shirt, and without even thinking, they would poke the Skip Ad button. (laughs) Right, like, at first I thought it was kind of funny. Tom Tom was the first one, he goes, hey, how about that poke, and kind of poked me a little hard, dude. I was like, ooh. Um, And then... Your mom did it without thinking. (laughs) She didn't even mean to. So Tom did it, then my sister did it. 
I think my brother maybe did it. And, and then my Your mom brother did thought it. about it. Oh, my, yeah, my brother thought about it. My mom did it. So basically, <laughs> because I had not worn this around a lot of people, I didn't realize that it's just going to make people instinctively want to poke you. <laughs> Because like so funny. we just click this button without thinking yeah. all the time. <laughs> it was so funny when your mom did it because when you were like, oh, my God, you're the second person that's done that. She's like, I didn't even realize I was doing it. <laughs> it's funny. It was it's, so funny. I'm going to continue to test this hypothesis out, you know, when I can be around people and wear yeah. this shirt and just see what people's reaction Keep is. Keep a tally. Um, it's so it's I didn't even think of it. I'll tell you what. Why don't we take ourselves a break um, and we'll come back. And we uh, we got plenty of time to do this episode. We were worried a little bit about time crunch, but we have like two whole hours, so yeah. we're okay. Um, and, and this honestly isn't a super duper long one. Okay. This is a nice little uh, post-Halloween spoopy aperitif. <laughs> spoopy aperitif. Yes. <laughs> I love that description. <laughs> All right. Uh, we'll take a break. We'll come back in a minute with the main segment of the episode. All right. We're back. We are back. I should have got more coffee, but I'm starting to think I shouldn't drink as much coffee as I do. <laughs> I just been watching. Yeah, you know, I've had to talk you down like anxiety ledges multiple times because you drink too much coffee. Yeah. So I agree. It's been going real, real fast lately. The coffee. Yeah. And uh, there's like <laughs> we should. I don't know. I don't even know if this is interesting for podcast talk, but like we have like six empty coffee tins sitting in the kitchen. And <laughs> for some reason, I'm like a Great Depression grandpa. Where I'm, I'm like, no, we need to keep these to put stuff in. <laughs> He's like, I got to figure out what to do with all these coffee tins. I was like, well, can we not just throw them away? And he's like, well, yeah, but it just feels like we should put stuff in them. And I'm like, I don't. But we the, don't need to do that. But the thing is, it feels it feels right to me because that's what my grandpa did yeah. with coffee tins. Yeah. It's just like they were full of things like bolts and staples and brushes right. and all kinds of weird things. And for some reason, it feels to me like you're not supposed to throw away a coffee can. With the frequency at which we acquire new coffee cans, it's I think okay. we could spare them. Yeah, I, I know that but that's if true. Anyone logically. wants a coffee can for storage? Let us know. We got you covered. <laughs> I just think it's like these like habits that you just like do. I, one of my them. favorite things is just like learning the weird little things that people do like <laughs> without thinking about it. Like like, that's such of, a weird thing about you. <laughs> You're just like, well, I got but I got to put things in it. <laughs> it's a less extreme version of the poop knife thing. Where yes. like you realize that some <laughs> other people might be living real differently from you. Yeah. And you had no idea. What are we going to do with all these cans? <laughs> Can't just throw them out. Can't throw them out. What are we going to put in them? When we got to put stuff in something, we're going to wish we had a can. <laughs> it's like, fucking, I know it's insane, but it's just like the stuff you learn it's by so example. It's so funny. Yeah. Anyway, let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> what do you got? All right. Little, little lead up for you. Okay. There's nothing creepier. Than all of your coffee cans. No. Um, <laughs> there's nothing creepier than an abandoned town. 
Okay, yeah. It's the mystery of what happened. Where did everybody go? Why'd they just leave everything behind? Mm -hmm. And stories like this tend to catch the imagination. You can't help but get a little lost down rabbit hole. We saw all that in our episode in on the Lost Colony of Roanoke. Mm-hmm. A settlement lost to time with sparse clues left behind. Our topic today is creepier still because it's not a town lost to time. It's a whole 20th century town simply abandoned. Okay. So let's dig in and discuss Helltown, Ohio. Okay. I think I know this. I think I've heard of this before. I'm sure you I don't have. Think, I don't think we've talked about it. We haven't. But Not I, on here. But I, I I, have heard of it. First, some facts. Let's get our geography on. Mm-hmm. I'll put on my geography hat. <laughs> okay. Uh, Helltown is the colloquial name for the village of Peninsula in Boston Township, one of the nine townships, the oldest township, in Ohio's Summit County. Oh, wait, it's, it's in Summit County? Yep, it's Not about far. 23 miles south of Cleveland and 53 miles west of Youngstown, where we're from. Mm-hmm. And the area called Helltown contains many homes, a church, cemetery, at least one abandoned school bus, lots of do not enter in trespassing signs. So let's talk about some of these notable places and the stories surrounding them. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I will warn you, this is not a super long episode. That's okay. Um, the church was a Presbyterian church called the Mother of Sorrows, chipper name. <laughs> uh, it was decorated with upside down crosses, which was common for the Gothic Revival style, which it was built in. Wait, Really? Yeah, if you look at it, it, it's definitely like a design implement. It's not just like a bunch of upside down crosses on it. It's just like the beams were like a cross beam was added and it makes it look like an upside down crucifix. But it was part of the style. Um, Okay. But because of that, because it's already creepy, it's just an abandoned town and there's it's very wooded in the area, too. Um, I imagine everything has kind of grown. And up most and over people it. would probably go check this out like at night. So it's like already creepy. You have an old abandoned church, what looks like upside down crosses. Of course, rumors abound about satanic rituals. Sure. And animal mutilations taking place inside the church. Right. Things like that. But what's, you know, what, what's you usually do. actually happening is like teenagers spooking <laughs> themselves out. Yes. Going there at night. And then you have the Crybaby Bridge, which is a common theme in any story of a haunted area. In particular, this tale states that if you park on the bridge, you'll hear babies crying in the woods. You may come away with a child's handprint on your car window. Um, I know there was a place my brother went to at least once when he was like in high school where there was a story like this. Like if you went over the bridge, your car would stall out. Yeah. Kind of thing. There's always a creepy bridge. Um, and often a crybaby bridge, like often it, you hear like children crying or someone crying. It's really, I don't know why this is a theme. Yeah, but I it's don't know either. Theme. I don't um, know where that would have arisen. Like what's the connection between babies and it's bridges? It's creepy. Yeah. Um, there's an abandoned bus said to be haunted by children who were murdered or they're by their murderer. Okay. <laughs> um, it was told that you could see the ghosts of one or both for a time. You could glimpse a family on the bus, but they were actually real people. 
temporarily living there because their home was being renovated, supposedly. <laughs> okay. That's the excla- so like explanation of that. You were just like squatting in this bus while their house is... Or as we know them, future ghosts. Future ghosts. Not ghosts yet, but they will be when they die, so they're future <laughs> ghosts. Um, there were lots of dead end and hazardous roads, lots of... Come on, dogs. Come do here. not enter signs. Come here. Dead ends. Um, rumors state that as you enter Helltown, you feel as though you're dropping off a cliff. This sense of foreboding. Mm-hmm. Um, but really, there's just like a really steep portion of Stanford Road. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> the road that goes through. And, and <laughs> so it kind of feels like you're dropping off a cliff because it's just very steep and it's surrounded by woods and it's probably dark when most people go. Yeah. Could be a little disorienting. <laughs> it would be it would be kind of eerie though as you're approaching an abandoned town to be able to look down into all of it. There's yeah. something about that that does like it's like right there spread out in front of you. Yeah. It's kind of spooky. It would be spooky. Um, there's tales of a toxic chemical spill. One theory for why the town is abandoned is that they had to evacuate due to a toxic chemical spill causing mutations in local residents, both human and animal. Specifically, an unnaturally large snake deemed the Peninsula Python. There's no evidence of its actual existence, but that doesn't keep locals from celebrating Python Day. Wait, they actually have a holiday? They have Python Day. Okay, yes. that's amazing. Yeah. When you say locals, though, I guess you mean like people, people that in live the surrounding. surrounding. Yeah. Okay. Um... There may be some truth. And also, like, the abandoned parts of the town aren't necessarily the whole city of Peninsula. It's uh-huh. just, like, part of it. Okay. Um, like, part, like, like, a, like, a blo- like a neighborhood or a block or part of it is just, yeah. like, roped off. Yes. Okay. Something like that. I haven't been there myself, so I, I don't know for sure. We but should go. It was kind of, well. <laughs> okay. I'll get to why that's not really possible. Okay. Um. <laughs> It's kind of hard to deduce exactly, like, you can find out exactly where it is, but, like, categorizing it was kind of weird because there's, like, ten different names for it in the area and people call it by the county, but there's also the village that it's in, but also, like, it was a little confusing. Mm -hmm. Um, There may be some truth to the chemicals affecting the area. There is the Crescy Dump. K-R-E-J-C-I in Boston Township. It's listed... I feel like that might be Krejci? Krejci? I don't know how to say that. It's listed on the Superfund site, which is the EPA site. Um, you know what? We did. We talked about Superfunds a little bit when we talked about um, uh, New York, of the Buffalo yeah. area there, the, the Love Canal. Yeah. So those are basically areas that are listed as like places they they need to address or clean up. So the crazy crazy whatever it is dump mm-hmm. in Boston Township is on that site. Um, when you go to the site, you can see like what some of the chemicals and toxins are. Um, the biggest ones are listed in the soil and in the water are um, lead and phenol, and there's a couple others. Okay, um, there's no actual evidence of mutants that we know of. <laughs> Wait a minute. You mean to and, tell me there's it, no mutants? It definitively is not why the town was abandoned. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so I have one more rumor. Okay. To shore up, and then we'll talk about what's really going on. Okay. I like this. So the American Indian and 
the Wendigo. Oh, um, boy. There are some stories of the original sediment of this area forcing American Indians out, resulting in altercations. And all the stories I've seen of this seem to can be conflated maybe with other areas and possibly reverse engineered to fit the spooky stories of this area that being said those things absolutely did happen and i'm sure they happened in ohio i just don't think they necessarily specifically occurred in this spot or that it has anything to do with why it's abandoned right um there are also stories of a wendigo in the area which is a native american cryptid spirit evil entity who eats humans Mm -hmm. it's Um, like a shapeshifter thing yeah, kind of. There's like lots of stories about Wendigos. Um, but, oh God, I just lost my spot. Oh. Um, it, this was spurred by a documentary featured on the Travel Channel that was, uh, uh, quotation marks. <laughs> You're doing a lot of air quotes. I, I, I lost the, I was doing air quotes to remind myself of the word. I couldn't think of it. <laughs> uh, that was in air quotes. Uh-huh. Um, that it's a documentary, documentary. because it it clearly is not. Um, is it like some kids like a college video project or something? Or I, I think it is like a story that they made and they made it out to seem like a documentary about Helltown and what really happened there. Mm-hmm. And I think there was like a video someone made of like a girl being attacked and it, it was clearly not real. <laughs> but right. Um, there's all kinds of indigenous lore that usually gets looped into scary tales like this. And you know, the, the whole, uh, like Indian burial ground kind of thing that happens too. So I'm not surprised that that kind of got looped into this scenario. Yeah. But let's talk about what really happened. There is one person we can hold responsible for the abandonment of Helltown. And that person... Is President Gerald Ford. Okay. And the reason. Wasn't he connected with the Superfund stuff? Wasn't Didn't that the, come out of the Ford administration? The reason, or? it may have, but the reason in this case is deforestation. Oh, really? Because in the 70s, deforestation had become a large concern. Okay. There was a push to invest in and expand parks and wooded areas. So in 1974, in an effort to save the forest, President Gerald Ford signed legislation that enabled National Park Services to purchase land and use it to create national parks. As a result, on December 27th, 1974, hundreds of acres, including land within the township of Boston, were officially designated a national recreation area. This legislation gave the federal government the ability to buy land and homes out from under their owners to clear the way for national parks. The government acquired land in and surrounding Boston Township, and there were no negotiations. If the government wanted your land, they took it. That's crazy. They could just declare, hey, you're in a park now. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And uh, we're going to give you what we think your house is worth, by the way, and goodbye. So obviously not good for those forced to leave their homes. They had no say in the matter. Um, These homes, entire counties worth, were absorbed by the Cuyahoga National Park. Mm -hmm. And you can, I didn't get to watch this, but I would like to. There's a 1983 um, PBS documentary for the good of all about this specific thing because like it affected a lot of people. 
Um, the documentary For the Good of All is about this happening, about the government taking people's land for parks. Wow. Um, one angry resident, uh, I think, wrote or spray painted on the wall of his home before he left. Now we know how the Indians felt. Which Ooh. I think maybe not quite. Ooh, I no. think what happened to the Indians was a lot, lot worse. I don't but. think anyone bought the Native American lands. Right. I don't think that happened. Right. <laughs> oh, I don't like that at all. I Come didn't on. either. But Give me a break. <laughs> Once residents left their homes, they were boarded up with no trespassing signs. The homes would be vacant until the government arranged for them to be torn down. Uh, I wrote turn down. <laughs> for what? But for what? Uh, some were intentionally burned down for training exercises for f- local fire departments. With hundreds of homes being purchased very quickly, mm-hmm. the government fell behind. Oh. So, it, though incredibly disconcerting to drive down the road and see several abandoned, boarded-up houses next to burned-down houses, no residents to be found... This is a real tragedy brought on by possibly good intentions, but very terrible planning and execution by our government. Yeah. It was not a supernatural being or a mutated local population and their pets. It wasn't a curse of the wronged (laughs) American Indians pushed off of their land. Uh There's no ghost of a serial killer haunting a school bus. It's a plain old real human tragedy purported by our own government in the state we live in. And I think it's worse. I personally think it's scary than a Wendigo because it could have happened to anybody. I mean, imagine. And it happened to a lot of people. Imagine that, you know, any you know, state, federal, any government comes along and says, all right, well, we've decided that this town is now protected. This is land. ours now. And sure, we'll give you, we'll, th- we'll, you know, we'll throw some change at you. But more or less, you have to leave. Yeah. Like, and you so, can't even argue. So you have to move. Your where your kids go to school, yeah. <laughs> where your livelihood is, and maybe you could live nearby, but that's the home you specifically picked out, you know. Plus, like you know, all your friends and your family and all that. that and, like, and who you knows like living how much near? the government bought their homes for? Was it, was it a fair value, or was it just what was decided was legally acceptable? Yeah. So that yeah, that's very upsetting, and the reason we can't go there. Is that as of 2016, there is no more there to go to. The last of the homes have been torn down oh. and absorbed into the park. So, oh, okay. So, whatever I mean, we was could left potentially go to the park, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right? Windigo Park or whatever it is. Uh, God, yeah, the scariest thing really is bureaucracy. Yep. Again, it was <laughs> it was President Gerald Ford behind the mask the whole time. <laughs> he would have gotten away with it too. <laughs> Uh, no, I guess he did. Uh, that's so odd. I mean, like I can recognize the need for, you know, protecting forests and like some kind of responsible land management, you know, as you know, places become more crowded and, you know, things get torn down. I didn't look too much into the political atmosphere at the time or if he was like up for reelection or something or what was going on there. But I feel like there was probably... People breathing down his neck yeah. about this, and so he had to make some big gesture. And then once he did the big thing, and no one was paying attention anymore, it just kind of got like, yeah, the project decelerated. There seems... wasn't enough money put into it for it to go as quickly as they bought houses up. Like, yeah, right. 
Which well, is it's sad. like they spent all that money the on buying houses, dropped. but then like didn't have the funds to then tear them down and do something with the land. Potentially. Yeah. I, I don't know exactly what went wrong with the project. I'm sure that documentary for the good of all mm-hmm. talks about it. I'd be interested to see what it says. But yeah, me too. Um, I, I did want to say my sources included all that's interesting dot com on Helltown, Ohio, hmm. uh, the Wikipedia for Boston Township in Summit County and UrbexUnderground.com slash Helltown, Ohio, which is a site about urban exploration. Yeah. I was going to say Urbex. Sure, sure sounds like urban explorers. Yeah. That's so, so that's Oh, so weird, and um, WeirdUS.com mm. uh, slash state slash Ohio slash abandoned Helltown. <laughs> I feel like, did we talk about another abandoned town on the podcast once? I think we may have. Well, Roanoke. Not that one. I think we might. Maybe we didn't discuss it at all. But I know that there was a town somewhere, um, I believe, possibly in Pennsylvania, and it was a coal mining town, and a like fire started underneath the ground mm. where like coal resources were burning and have been burning for like twenty years or something crazy. Oh wow! So like everyone had to leave because there's like carbon monoxide everywhere, right? And the town just continues to like. Sit empty while a fire rages under the ground. That's so crazy. Yeah. I mean, these things happen for like a number of reasons. Whole towns can just be abandoned. I I don't know what the true story is of Old Town out here by us. But Old Town, if I understand what what I was told years ago, this is probably not true (laughs) and probably not appropriate to just throw wild theories (laughs) out on the Goose Chase podcast. But. I had been told that Old Town, which, you know, we have Old Town Road here, in, mm-hmm. in, and it goes from, like, Mahoning up towards uh, the Meander Reservoir. Mm-hmm. And I had been told that Old Town was actually, like, a census-designated place that essentially got flooded out by what is now the Meander Reservoir. And that somewhere at the hmm. bottom of the reservoir is, like, people's houses and stuff. Now, that just doesn't feel true. I remember being told, like, going, because you could swim in the reservoir. Right? Is that? You, well, you can't. No, you can't swim in the reservoir. Or was it that I went? I feel like there's a place I went swimming that was basically told something like that about that it used to be like roads and stuff, and mm-hmm. and it got yeah flooded out. It became a lake, and you can go swimming there, and you feel asphalt underneath you in spots, but then it dangerously drops off <laughs> in other spots. That's creepy. Where, like, the road was and then on either side where the road wasn't. And, yeah. It's just, like, weird. <laughs> very spooky to me. Yeah. The idea of, like, a whole town under there. Like, I feel like it can't be real because that's our drinking water. Yeah. It must have not been the reservoir that I was at. But. Yeah. But then again, this might also just kind of be, like, a popular story. That's also very The possible. town under the water. The lo- yeah. Your local Atlantis. Atlantis. <laughs> yeah. the, the lost village of Atlantis. Yeah, right. <laughs> I mean, it might just be a popular story. I actually don't know. Um, hmm. Worth looking into. I, Curious. I, I've tried to do, like, a like cursory kind of search on Old Town and not found a lot of information online. But that's the kind of thing that wouldn't necessarily. Yeah. You might not find it on Google because it's just such small town stuff. You'd have to like. Go to the local go records. Go to the local records department. Go to the library and uh, seek out a, a board and helpful microfiche. librarian. Microfiche. Microfiche. Yeah. <laughs> fiche. Oh, fiche. <laughs> oh, fiche. <laughs> uh, yeah. I don't know. Like uh, y- you, you might have to like dig through like the kind of resources that aren't online to find out about that. 
So if you know anyone who wants to do like real research. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, someone who's uh, not as lazy as us and wants to answer that question. But yeah, this is a creepy little story about government bureaucracy and <laughs> politics interfering in a big bad way in people's lives. That is actually really it, unsettling. It felt, it felt relevant. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you the say. The day before, the, yeah. or a couple days before the election. It, uh, it does feel appropriate. Um, and, and, and that is really alarming that they can just do that. I mean, I guess you kind of know that. Like, the, yeah. That the you know if they make a law they can do whatever they want you know yeah uh, I mean and you've you've heard of like stuff like, like eminent domain kind of eminent thing. domain for like when they need hospitals or you know something yeah in an emergency but not parks you know you don't yeah. think of that you don't think of whole like towns or chunks of towns just getting yeah. gobbled up by the federal government yeah and the thing is that that happened in Ohio. I'm sure this was a national <clears throat> undertaking. I would not Definitely. be surprised if this happened to a lot of people, mm -hmm. which makes it even worse. Well, I'm You're sad. welcome. I'm sad for teenagers that they no longer have a place to go and scare themselves. Well, and... there's plenty of places <laughs> yet to do that. That's true. Uh, but, but you know, like an abandoned town with a creepy upside oh, down yeah. cross church, that's like if, up there. If I lived closer, I'm sure I would have. Urban export that. Yeah, right. I mean, not <laughs> I did now. a little bit of that in the day. Not now. Not not in your thirties. When I can get arrested for it. Going on thirty. No, I'm saying if I live closer when I was like. Yeah, right. The time when I was doing that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we we got other stuff around here that people go to and do, and it's all weird. And I don't know. Every town has the stuff that like the kids are like, oh, don't go there. Oh, maybe we'll go on the full moon. I didn't even know too much of that stuff as a kid. Like, yeah. Austin Town is boring. <laughs> yeah. It was mostly just abandoned stuff that we went and explored, but right. nothing that was like, oh, it's haunted. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, no, it's like an old factory. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's walking distance from your house, so let's go check it out. Yeah. <laughs> just go somewhere we're not supposed to because it's kind of fun. Yeah. Um. Well, that was interesting. I had not, I had heard the name Helltown. Did mm -hmm. not know how close it was, didn't know what it was, and didn't know that it no longer was. I almost didn't do this episode because I started looking into it and I was like, yeah, that that's not, there's not a whole lot there. It's <laughs> just a really sad story. <laughs> no, I think it's interesting. But, the the yeah. ways that uh, the government could just buy up a whole town it, and make it go away. It kind of doing the research for this kind of reminded me of the Spooklight episode because mm -hmm. so much of the research for both of them was more about like, OK, what are the stories? I don't care about the facts because the facts <laughs> are easily accessible. Right. <laughs> what are the stories that yeah. people tell? Give me a little lore. Yeah. Well, that's cool. Yeah. So Helltown is no more, but while it was, it was pretty boring. <laughs> it was just kind of sad. Just kind of a sad, empty town. I'll show you a picture of the church later. I do want to see that. Actually, I kind of want to watch that documentary. Uh, I want to watch that documentary. Just kind of seems like there's implications for, you know, today that they could do that then. They could do it again, you know, and what mm -hmm. that would look like. And politics <laughs> uh so yeah with that uh sure hope everyone listening is gonna vote on 
Tuesday or uh, has already voted. Votingist. Yeah. Vote. Leave it all in the ballot box. Maybe not all. (laughs) Just vote the hell out of that vote. Keep those to yourself. It's a pandemic. Yeah. Don't do that. Don't spit in your mail-in ballot envelope. (laughs) Don't sneeze in a ballot box. Don't sneeze in a ballot box. Don't spit in your envelope. <laughs> what is that? I don't know. It's a song I just made up. It's, uh, <laughs> it's good advice for voting during a pandemic. I need some spoons. <laughs> um, <laughs> and then maybe a jug. Um, <laughs> starting a jug band would be the most hipster fucking thing to do in 2020. A jug band whose hit single is about voting and what and what not to do. That's insane. <laughs> um, yeah, you know what? Let's just stop now while we're ahead. Don't sneeze in, in your, your Adam. Yeah. <laughs> all right, I'm done. Um, all right. Thank you for listening. Please uh, vote. Fucking please vote. Um, just, just, just vote. If you just haven't please. voted vote please baby sweetie honey <laughs> just vote <laughs> just please do it um and i guess we'll be back in a couple of weeks all right with another episode <laughs> of goose chase goose chase thank you for listening thank you thank you thank you <laughs> right. bye-bye bye you've been listening to goose chase we are goose chase podcast on facebook and twitter on Twitter, our handle is at GooseChasePod, and our website is www.GooseChasePodcast.com. If you have any topics you'd like us to research, please email us at GooseChasePodcast at gmail.com. If you like what we do on the show, please rate and review us on iTunes and Google Play. Want to go on a goose chase? Ooh, yes. 